Chapter One of Sky Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelia Potter. Sky Island by L. Frank Baum. Chapter One: A Mysterious Arrival. Hello, said the boy. Hello, answered Trot, looking up surprised. Where did you come from? Philadelphia, said he. Dear me, said Trot. You're a long way from home, then. About as far as I can get in this country, the boy replied, gazing out over the water. Isn't this the Pacific Ocean? Of course. Why, of course, he said, because it's the biggest lot of water in all the world. How do you know? Cap'n Bill told me, she said. Who's Cap'n Bill? An old sailor who's a friend of mine. He lives at my house, too. The white house you see over there on the bluff. Oh, is that your home? Yes, said Trot proudly. Isn't it pretty? It's pretty small, seems to me, answered the boy. But it's big enough for Mother and me, and for Cap'n Bill, said Trot. Haven't you any father? Yes, indeed. Cap'n Griffin is my father, but he's gone most of the time, sailing on his ship. You must be a stranger in these parts, little boy. Not to know about Cap'n Griffin, she added looking at her new acquaintance intently. Trot wasn't very big herself, but the boy was not quite as big as Trot. He was thin, with a rather pale complexion, and his blue eyes were round and earnest. He wore a blouse waist, a short jacket, and knickerbockers. Under his arm he held an old umbrella that was as tall as he was. Its covering had once been a thick brown cloth, but the color had faded to a dull drab, except in the creases, and Trot thought it looked very old-fashioned and common. The handle, though, was very curious. It was of wood, and carved to resemble an elephant's head. The long trunk of the elephant was curved to make a crook for the handle. The eyes of the beast were small red stones, and it had two tiny tusks of ivory. The boy's dress was rich and expensive, even to his fine silk stockings and tan shoes but the umbrella looked old and disreputable. It isn't the rainy season now, remarked Trot with a smile. The boy glanced at his umbrella and hugged it tighter. No, he said, but umbrellas are good for other things besides rain. Afraid of getting sunstruck, asked Trot. He shook his head, still gazing far out over the water. I don't believe this is bigger than any other ocean, said he. I can't see any more of it than I can of the Atlantic. You'd find out if you had to sail across it, she declared. When I was in Chicago, I saw Lake Michigan. He went on dreamily, and it looked just as big as this water does. Looks don't count with oceans, she asserted. Your eyes can only see just so far, whether you're looking at a pond or a great sea. Then it doesn't make any difference how big an ocean is, he replied. What are those buildings over there? Pointing to the right along the shore of the bay. That's the town, said Trot. Most of the people earn their living by fishing. The town is half a mile from here, and my house is almost half a mile the other way. So it's about a mile from my house to the town. The boy sat down beside her on the flat rock. Do you like girls, asked Trot, making room for him. Not very well, the boy replied. Some of them are pretty good fellows, but not many. The girls with brothers are bossy, 
and the girls without brothers haven't any go to em but the world's full of both kinds and so i try to take em as they come they can't help being girls of course do you like boys when they don't put on airs or get roughhouse replied trot my experience with boys is that they don't know much but think they do that's true he answered i don't like boys much better than i do girls but some are all right and you seem to be one of em much obliged laughed trot you aren't so bad either and if we don't turn out worse than we seem we ought to be friends he nodded rather absently and tossed a pebble into the water been to town he asked yes mother wanted some yarn from the store she's knitting cap'n bill a stocking does he wear but one that's all cap'n bill has a wooden leg she explained that's why he don't sailor any more i'm glad of it cause cap'n bill knows everything i suppose he knows more than anyone else in all the world whew said the boy that's taken a good deal for granted a one-legged sailor can't know much why not asked trot a little indignantly folks don't learn things with their legs do they no but they can't get around without legs to find out things cap'n bill got round lively enough once when he had two meat legs she said he sailed to most every country on the earth and found out all that the people in em knew and a lot besides he was shipwrecked on a desert island once and another time a cannibal king tried to boil him for dinner and one day a shark chased him seven leagues through the water and what's a league asked the boy it's a a distance like a mile but a league isn't a mile you know what is it then you'll have to ask captain bill he knows everything not everything objected the boy i know some things captain bill don't know if you do you're pretty smart said trot no i'm not smart some folks think i'm stupid i guess i am but i know a few things that are wonderful captain bill may know more than i do a good deal more but i'm sure he can't know the same things say what's your name i'm mary griffith but everybody calls me trot it's a nickname i got when i was a baby cause i trotted so fast when i walked and it seemed to stick what's your name button bright how did it happen how did what happen such a funny name the boy scowled a little just like your own nickname happened he answered gloomily my father once said i was bright as a button and it made everybody laugh so they always called me button bright what's your real name she inquired saladin paracelsus de labertine avagna von smith guess i'll call you button bright said trot sighing the only other thing would be salad and i don't like salads don't you find it hard work to remember all your names i don't try to he said there's a lot more of it but i've forgotten the rest thank you said trot oh here comes cap'n bill as she glanced over her shoulder button bright turned also and looked solemnly at the old sailor who came stumping along the path toward them cap'n bill wasn't a very handsome man 
He was old, not very tall, somewhat stout and chubby with a round face, a bald head, and a scraggly fringe of reddish whisker underneath his chin. But his blue eyes were frank and merry and a smile like a ray of sunshine. He wore a sailor shirt with a broad collar, a short pea jacket, and a wide-bottomed sailor trousers, one leg of which covered his wood limb, but did not hide it. As he came pegging along the path, as he himself described his hobbling walk, his hands were pushed inside his coat pockets, a pipe was in his mouth, and his black neck scarf was fluttering behind him in the breeze like a sable banner. Button Bright liked the sailor's looks. There was something very winning, something jolly and carefree and honest and sociable about the ancient seaman that made him everybody's friend. So the strange boy was glad to meet him. Well, well, Trot, he said, coming up. Is this the way you hurry to town? No, for I'm on my way back, said she. I did hurry when I was going, Cap'n Bill, but on my way home, I sat down here to rest and watch the gulls. The gulls seem awful busy today, Cap'n Bill. And then I found this boy. Cap'n Bill looked at the boy curiously. Don't think as I ever saw him at the village, he remarked. Guesses you're a stranger, my lad. Button Bright nodded. Hain't walked the nine mile from the railroad station, have ye? Asked Cap'n Bill. No, said Button Bright. The sailor glanced around him. Don't see no wagon or no automobile, he added. No, said Button Bright. Catch a ride with someone? Button Bright shook his head. A boat can't land here. The rocks is too thick and too sharp, continued Cap'n Bill, peering down towards the foot of the bluff on which they sat and against which the waves broke in foam. No, said Button Bright. I didn't come by water. Trot laughed. He must have dropped from the sky, Cap'n Bill, she explained. Button Bright nodded very seriously. That's it, he said. Oh, an airship, eh? cried Cap'n Bill in surprise. I've heard tell of them sky carriages. Something like flying automobiles, ain't they? I don't know, said Button Bright. I've never seen one. Both Trot and Cap'n Bill now looked at the boy in astonishment. Now then, let me think a minute, said the sailor reflectively. Here's a riddle for us to guess. Trot, he dropped from the sky, he says, and yet he didn't come in an airship. Riddle come, riddle come, re. What can the answer be? Trot looked the boy over carefully. She didn't see any wings on him. The only queer thing about him was his big umbrella. Oh, she said suddenly, clapping her hands together. I know now. Do you? asked Captain Bill doubtfully. Then you're some smarter than I am, mate. He sailed down with the umbrella, she cried. He used his umbrella as a para, para, shoot, said Captain Bill. They're called parachutes, mate. But why, I can't say. Did you drop down in that way, my lad? He asked the boy. Yes, said Button Bright. That was the way. But how did you get up there? asked Trot. 
you had to get up in the air before you could drop down. And, oh, Captain Bill, he says he's from Philadelphia, which is a big city way at the other end of America. Are you? asked the sailor, surprised. Button Bright nodded again. I ought to tell you my story, he said, and then you'd understand. But I'm afraid you won't believe me, and he suddenly broke off and looked toward the White House in the distance. Didn't you say you lived over there, he inquired. Yes, said Trot. Won't you come home with us? I'd like to, replied Button Bright. All right, let's go then, said the girl, jumping up. The three walked silently along the path. The old sailor man had refilled his pipe and lighted it again, and he smoked thoughtfully as he pegged along beside the children. Know anyone around here? he asked Button Bright. No one but you two, said the boy, following after Trot, with his umbrella tucked carefully underneath his arm. And you don't know us very well, remarked Cap'n Bill. Seems to me you're pretty young to be traveling so far from home and among strangers. But I won't say anything more till we've heard your story. Then, if you need my advice or Trot's advice, she's a wise little girl for her size. Trot is. We'll freely give it and be glad to help you. Thank you, replied Button Bright. I need a lot of things, I'm sure, and perhaps advice is one of them. End of chapter one. A mysterious arrival. Recording by Angelia Potter.